Welcome to Setting the Standard Podcast. Two American history teachers trying to figure out standardized grading, the ups and downs and everything in between. Hosted by award-winning educators Jared Mills and Danielle Gillespie, who have over 40 years of shared classroom experience. Welcome to episode number four of Setting the Standard. I'm Jared Mills here with Danielle Gillespie and a special guest today. I'm so excited. It's Megan Walker. She's an Olentangy teacher, an Olentangy High School art teacher, a graduate of the Ohio State University. Yeah. That's where I got my master's degree as well. We're Buckeyes. <laughs> blood. We, be, we bleed Buckeye blood. Yeah, I've attended some Buckeye football games. And, yeah, so there you go. My husband went to the Ohio State University. So they, they, they have a good football team. I do hear, Very though, good. that Bowling Green State University's football team might be better than the Buckeyes. <laughs> I'm not sure I where you're hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll Megan is a, has a two master's degrees, both from the University of Cincinnati in curriculum instruction and art education, and is currently working on her doctorate also from the Ohio State University. Megan, welcome. Thank you. Doctorate. 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 So when you're done, we'll have to call you Dr. Walker. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. Um, I really want to like support pre-service teachers. So I really am excited about that opportunity. That's kind of the goal. Well, I will say that in our experience, (laughs) speaking for Danielle, your support has been greatly appreciated. So we worked with Megan at Liberty Middle School and you're cringing. I'm just saying we're we're not even pre-service. Like we're (laughs) veteran teachers and Megan had to help us so much. So don't sell yourself short on that. You're only going to work with the newbies. You've done great things with the veterans. But like, think about the mindset that we all have about like our own education and our experiences Mm -hmm. and how that really did play when we were all, you know, going to be teachers right Mm -hmm. in school. Oh yeah. Um, So I think if we can shift the mindset early and like how we're approaching teaching and learning, it'll hopefully make an impact on kids learning, you know, moving forward. I feel like I needed a Megan when I was a pre-service teacher. Uh, <laughs> we got we got her when we she got, came. we yeah, did get her, true. and I can tell you that she has uh, pushed me more times than than I have always liked. She's um, made you angry. She has made me angry. <laughs> and then she leaves the meeting, and I have to deal with you. Yes, and then usually like, we come I'm like, Peace out. we come back around, and she's right <laughs> no, in many every things. Every single time, and, I think. Yeah. Every time, so you. I'm still rolling my eyes right now. So you're working on your doctorate this summer, as well as what are some other things you've done this summer that are not school related? Yeah, not school related. Um, You know, just enjoying time with my kids. Uh, My daughter is going to be a senior this year. So I said, please, let's not talk about it because I might start crying. (laughs) She brought it up. She brought it up. It's not my fault. I brought it up. Is she Um, looking at Ohio State? is not looking at that's okay, that's okay. Toledo oh that cannot be helping this yeah, the so search for you we just got back from Florida with a bunch of schools there she's in California now with her dad looking at some schools she'll be back tomorrow okay that's exciting so, times yeah. though it's exciting I and mean, we remember when we were there and we we're looking at schools when we were younger in high school in the there's a school other than Bowling Green State University <laughs> Toledo checked my pulse yeah that's and kind of yeah. Yep. I was in. So yep. I, I will take you. I love my rockets. You go um, for so it. So did you 
any vacations, trips? Yeah, we went on vacation like the week school was out. We were kind of like, we're done. So just with my family, we went to South Carolina, got a house, didn't really do a whole lot because both my siblings have little, little kids now. So I just hung out. Um, I've just been busy with like doing school work and stuff. Mm-hmm. So teachers actually do do schoolwork. Right they the do. They yes. Do. Yeah. It's crazy. I, we've been working hard. <laughs> I know. We've been reading all about standard-based learning and education, and I've been doing a lot of work in executive functioning and, and trying to add some more skills to that toolbox. And well, we're excited to have you today. We're going to ask you a few questions, and up next is question number one. Well, Megan, I'm really glad that you could join us here today. Um, you were very instrumental in helping Jared and I kind of grow as teachers as we've we've given you props on here before. Um, we're going to continue to give you props. Uh, we You pushed us to think outside of that normal teaching, um, those thoughts, uh, and, we, and we appreciate all that you've ever done. But now that you've done that for us, uh, one of the things that we've been struggling with is how do we continue to assess these kids and look at them and help them grow as learners without just putting A, B, C, D down next to it. Um, so we wanted to have you on to talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing. Uh, last year in your classroom, you were doing a whole bunch of the standard-based learning and grading, and we're kind of hoping that you might be able to give us some advice on how to tackle this. And you well, laugh because it's funny, right? <laughs> I laugh because I'm like, oh gosh, the answer I could give you right now. Um, I think the most important component, like the biggest advice is that the why has to be the forefront of every decision you make. Um, like, why is this important for kids? Why do they need to learn this? What, like, what is the point of this? Um, I, I think, you know, in pandemic teaching, we've all sort of changed mindset on like what's important, right? I mm-hmm. mean, especially you guys were in a different situation with me last year than I was last year, where you had this hybrid learning, you were doing like day A, day B, you know, this right. uh, cyclical, like totally different approach to the material. And, you know, I was in a CDL model, which was a committed distance learning through OMTMG, where it was all online. So really the goal for me was why is all of this important for kids? And they're obviously the forefront of every decision that I make. And I think if you can have that mindset and know that, like, that is the reason why you're doing this, it's going to make it a lot easier (laughs) in the end. Um, and just be prepared to not have all of the answers, like the ambiguity of everything is going to be really hard for you. I know because you're like, I need answers. I need to for, for me, right? Next. Yeah. For you, but it's not going to be that easy as you guys are doing this. It's, it's all about learning. It's a process. Um, we've talked about you know, don't be product driven in in this whole idea of standard-based grading and standard-based learning. Um, And I think, you know, what we've learned in pandemic teaching is definitely going to translate into post-pandemic teaching. And what's important is that the uncertainty of last year is going to carry over. Um, So I think the transition into this will be easier because you had a crazy year last year. So what what does it really matter? Um, So that part will be easy to transition. Um, And then just, you know, I'm all about metacognition and 
thinking about your thinking is going to be like kind of the ultimate guide. So mm -hmm. you're just constantly going to be checking everything that you do. Like every night, every day I would get done with something. And I thought, you know, here I have a plan for tomorrow. And I'd be like, I need to scrap that because that's not <laughs> the direction of what today brought, you know? So it's not going to be easy, but it is really fun once you get through like the first part of the year. Once you get through that, you'll be fine. When you hit a frustrating moment, how did you work through that? Um, so for me, it's always important to be flexible. I'm a flexible thinker and I, I always, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I, always, I have no comment. <laughs> I also, I think was what I said before, just the why is about students. And for me, if, something wasn't working like even though I was like frustrated with myself because I'm the one that planned it I was like okay you got to get over sort of your ego about this not being what you thought it was going to be and this isn't what's best for kids so um I think the more flexible you can be the better there's a lot of wisdom that you just shared so I'm <laughs> going to recommend to our listeners listen to that more than once repetition is the mother of knowledge you love that saying do. don't you you love it that, no that was thank you so much so we will be back in a moment with question number two number two thank you for your insights on our first question megan so question two we'll cut right to it how will teachers and students benefit from standard-based learning and standard-based grading so this is kind of a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we, do that on purpose. We, um, I think, you know, one thing to keep in mind when you're looking at this and starting out, it can kind of be overwhelming. That we can agree with. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that as I was kind of grappling with this, um, was my standards like I have a million different standards that obviously we're gonna try to get through in a year. Obviously, pandemic teaching kind of cut out some of those, right? Mm -hmm. Get to the important stuff. Um, but really, what was sort of embedded in everything that we were doing were the critical 21st century skills. Mm -hmm. So I used those as my priority standards. Um, so we looked at creativity critical thinking, um, communication, and normally in a other setting like you guys had, I could have done collaboration, but right. because I was online, um, instead of looking at collaboration, I really had the kids focus on like metacognition. Um, so what's important is that all students, no matter really what they're gonna be doing in the future, they're going to need to know how to use these skills. And so what's cool is like, we probably could have similar rubrics. Um, you guys teach social studies. I teach art. <laughs> um, but when it comes down to the things that we want kids to do and learn and, um, and be better at are these low standards, right? So it's not overwhelming if you kind of keep that as like your forefront and then obviously your content standards 
will come in and you can embed those throughout the year. Which we were reading and we've talked about in previous episodes that content is the vehicle and those priority standards may not necessarily be the same as what you would want to be teaching content, but you can teach the content through your priority standards and working on things like critical thinking and collaboration and creativity and communication. So we're, we're, we're on the right path is what you're telling us. So like, yeah. if you kind of think about it like this, so standard-based learning kind of separates this behavior mm -hmm. from like the standard proficiency that we're looking at, right? So if you're thinking about like the behaviors, the dispositions, those bigger kind of bigger ideas, mm -hmm. those are going to be what you were talking about, things that you're going to be learning all year. And it's going to be hard um, at first to be like, okay, how am I going to plug in my content? But I think after you go through a couple of units, it'll become clearer. I really like that 21st um, century thinking that you could talk about there because in the 21st century, especially with social studies, so much of what we're teaching are at their fingertips when they, or in their back pocket when they're carrying their phone around them with them. So for us to teach them about thinking and applying that knowledge, that that is definitely a priority more than necessarily remembering that the declaration of independence was, you know, written and signed in July of 1776. When we look at those four C's, Critical thinking, collaboration, creativity, communication, intentionally saying those again for the listener. Because <laughs> I ran into a, a former, a parent of a former student, and we we're talking about her daughter, and she's working for TikTok. She, doing oh, wow. Some oh, yeah. social media something for them, right? There's that organization didn't even exist when she was in my class. So we're preparing them for jobs that might not even exist yet. So we have no idea what they're, we're preparing them for because the future is changing so So the rapidly. content truly so, is the vehicle to do some of these so things we So when we look at those do. four Cs, if we're teaching that those are our priority standards mm -hmm. in art, music, science, social studies, English, math, whatever, mm -hmm. we're preparing them for whatever their future might hold because we don't know the direction that they're going to go. Mm -hmm. And I, I do, I, there's a great podcast that I... Um, Listen to called all. Setting the Standard <laughs> by Jer Jared Mills and yes. Daniel Gillespie. We can talk about other podcasts. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. Okay. I, I do listen to this podcast, but one great one is actually the Creative Classroom. And um, John Spencer is a wonderful um, resource. I think he was a middle school teacher. Um, he is currently a college professor um, with pre service teachers, but he talks often about um teaching history and how to embed like that creative component into the classroom um because i think a lot of teachers get hung up on the word creativity um and what that really means they think you know that's all you mrs walker you're teaching art you're the only one that can teach creativity but i think when we look at um you know blooms the creation mm -hmm. part is the highest level of thinking. Mm -hmm. And if we really are breaking down this idea of standard-based learning, that would be our ultimate goal is to give kids the opportunity to be able to create, to show what they know. 
It's like she has her doctorate already. It's, it will, you know, all <laughs> yeah. I'm doing is sitting here. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just um, like when I she also, would work with us. Because again, she's right. No, this is, this is, this is my a, brain hurts. a gold mine of information. My brain hurts so again. You so have a last thought before we wrap just up questions too. I also, when I'm like thinking about my thinking and kind of grappling with starting this process, the, um, UBD, so Understanding by Design, um, Grant Wiggins and Jay Mataiki wrote this book. And if you don't have a copy of it, those of you listening and kind of wanting to go around like this idea of doing Sager-based grading and learning, um, I don't know how people function without thinking about UBD mm -hmm. when they're also bringing in this idea of uh, standard-based learning and grading. Because really what we want is the end. We always want to think about the end, mm -hmm. the why, and I think this kind of helps break down our own thinking as you two are kind of, you know, for example, when you guys get to your Civil War unit, um, you know, you've done this for how many, 20 some years, collectively 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, the thing that it's kind of like a pause for our thinking, right? Like it helps us break down really the true important things and it helps you to sort of grapple with these are the things we're going to extract from this experience for kids and these are the things that we're going to do and just using the ubd graphic organizers always help me sort of be more intentional about my planning and you do love graphic organizers. I, gosh, I my you saw my dining room it's wallpapered and graphic so, organizers so understanding by design we need to be looking into that as a like as a support, as a guide to the standard-based learning standard. Yeah, I think it's kind of like your first draft okay. thinking, right? And then you go into your uh, standard-based learning, and then you'll kind of see how they connect. Um, the other component is once you get into standard-based learning, like. For me, what I found to be most beneficial is I kind of established a assessment schedule. Mm -hmm. So I made this assessment schedule so that I could pre-assess students. Oh, I knew where they were. I knew what groups. And I mind you, I'm doing all of this online. So that was another <laughs> like level of figuring Schoology groups out and you know all the things and right. teams. Right. But it really allowed me to be more intentional with feedback. Um, I really was able to give students purposeful feedback to support um, the standard that maybe they were deficient in and help them goal set. So Goal set. Oh, I know that there's a whole chapter that we're going to be talking yes. about with goal we're setting. Not we're not there yet, Ms. Walker. Yet. We're not there. No, Ooh. you're awesome. <laughs> we'll Thank be, you, Megan. We'll be we're right back. Wrap up question two. Yeah, we will be right back. We have had some incredible information so far. Yeah, Thank my brain Danielle. hurts. Danielle actually has her face, her hands, <laughs> her face in her hands, and I'm rubbing her temple skull. Oh, this is what happens every time I talk to Megan. It hurts my brain. So when we talk pre-assessment, it's uh, an idea that's been echoed or a concern that's been echoed through the hallways, um, at least in some teachers I've talked with at our middle school 
is that we don't want to give pre-assessments because it will have a negative effect on students because we already know they're going to score low because they haven't learned X, Y, or Z. I think I've heard that come out of your mouth even. It too. has. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been a conversation 100%. that we've had more than once. Yes, I will 100% own that. I, you know, I want students to be confident and feel good about their performance. And, so why are we setting them up for, uh, why are we for failure? Them up for failure? Yep. Um, but I think Megan's going to tell us that's not what we're doing. <laughs> you know right? what? I feel like Megan has told us lots Is of times. Right? Yeah, you're wrong. So I want to hear, as does the audience, what your thoughts are on pre-assessment. So I guess for me, pre-assessment, I don't think has the negative connotation you think. So those kids that are obviously tanking those pre-assessments, right? They don't know anything. Um, you know, the feedback I got continually throughout the entire year last year, and I gave pre-assessments very often, almost weekly, um, to sort of group kids and figure out really my own instruction, sort of keeping me sane on where everybody's mm -hmm. at. So for me, it is kind of the easiest way to not only manage where kids are, but also give really good feedback in a timely fashion. Um, kids that were continually in that like lower level um, on pre-assessments never shared any like, angst or I guess ill will about pre-assessments. Um, what I often heard was, I'm really glad that you're getting sort of that information to know what I don't know, because the time that we spend together in instruction is way more meaningful more because I have the data that I need to use that time wisely. So just to kind of share one just quick example about pre-assessments. Pre-assess, like the idea of pre-assessments always makes me nervous is like, what do I even put on it? Yeah. So I'm hoping you're going to give us some examples that yeah, it's give me some ideas of how to actually do these and make them valuable for myself. I would say that the majority of my personal time last year was creating and kind of coming up with these really good pre-assessments that were going to give me the data that I needed, right? So I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that this is going to be like easy peasy. Um, Nothing worth doing is easy. But it doesn't challenge you. It doesn't change you. The work that you do up front by creating them. And when I say pre-assessment, I'm not asking for this lengthy, like some of my pre-assessments were one to two questions. Some of them were five questions. It depends on kind of what content was driving, you know, the unit, but most importantly, the data that you get from it is what's going to be meaningful, right, for us as teachers. So, for example, um, I did, you know, elements and principles of art and design are kind of the, the groundwork for art one and the foundation of everything moving forward in art. So. Those are some pretty big things. Um, so I think like content wise, like for you guys, it would be something similar. Like if you're looking at like a civil war unit, um, 
So what are some big things that like, obviously throughout the process, you know, you're going to break those up. Those are going to become mini units. Mm -hmm. And what are like the really important things that kids need to know from those? Um, so for me, um, I did like a five question about elements of art and from that, I put everything into Schoology. It graded it for me, you know, so mm -hmm. all of the data was there ready to go. Um, and I just grouped those kids based on how many they got right and wrong. And so there were three tiers of groups and based on that data, like I knew those kids that pretty much had fours and fives knew 85% of the information. So they don't need to hear just because I say it, like they're not right. going to learn it. <laughs> so it's, it was really good for them to sort of have voice and choice, work through the creation process. So we look at blooms, it's the highest level of thinking. Mm -hmm. They're able to kind of just move forward, show me what they know. My priority standards like are the rubric then for the, the product that they're giving me for the final. Um, and then that was, gave me time. Those kids were on their own. <laughs> I apologize for the dog bark right now, guys. <laughs> Keep going. Um, but the kids that were at that lowest level, I was able to spend really good time and really good instructional time with them. Um, and I think they felt like it was more personal. Um, and so, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. <laughs> Dogs are part of our episode. Um, so as far as students who perhaps performed very poorly on the pre-assessment, we were reading in, in our book about standard-based learning about how that's also an opportunity to focus on a growth mindset mm -hmm. and focus on say, okay, you don't know this yet. Let's talk about the power of yet. Of, you know, that's that word in itself has a lot of power that you don't know something yet, meaning that you will learn it. And so we thought that that was something that was inspiring to us as well, just an opportunity for them to see what it might look like to not be able to do something. And now what's the process then to learn how to do it? And I never took a grade for my pre-assessments. No, pre-assessments should not be they graded. They never are graded, right? They so should not be graded. It, I guess that's the other component of just the thinking from a student perspective. You know, if they know it's not graded, you know, I think another sort of thing to debunk is they're not going to try their best because it's not a grade. Right. So I found that because it became part of my classroom culture, I was just going to say culture. Classroom culture. <laughs> Keep going. You yeah. love that word. It, culture became, wins. it became part yeah. of my culture. And again, I didn't have a physical classroom last year. So imagine trying to create this, you know, virtual culture, but they, we celebrated sort of the, the wins and losses of pre-assessment. And we had really good conversation around that. And it, I was able to sort of use that as also a way to build relationships with kids. So that's awesome. Yeah. Culture and relationships. Those are topics for, I mean, that's, a, that's oh multiple God. episodes. Of multiple topics. Ep We're going to be doing episodes. this podcast so, for the rest of our lives. So I'm probably, pretty much sure of it. Probably. 
and I'm gonna live to be a hundred. So there you go. A lot of could be worse. A hundred. Yeah. I wonder if I'll still be running. Could be. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening today. We'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for listening to episode four of Setting the Standard. You can reach us at settingthestandardpodcast at gmail.com. We have more questions to ask Megan. Are you ready for more questions in our next episode? I'm ready. Okay. I think we're just going to pull, we're going to have like a camp. We should an overnight camp and just, just ask her questions for a week. I, I actually yeah. need to go take a nap because my brain hurts so much okay. after this podcast. I do want to, to do a shout out to um, your mom because I know she's an avid oh, listener. She's so incredible, uh, incredible. Jared's mom, thanks for listening. Thanks, Mom. Love and, you. Love and you, thank you and I are the only two that are the habitual listeners. So <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, Megan, Megan is listening to our podcast all the time also. But you know what? We're growing. We're going to grow. We're, we're almost up to four people listening. I keep waiting for Nicole Crothers, our principal, to start listening. She said she was going to. I'm just putting it out there. You're going to be careful. You're going to get yourself fired calling out our principal. <laughs> I, I dare her to fire me. <laughs> No, because she can't replace All my right. awesome. She can't replace my awesomeness. She just needs me to deal with you. Yes, exactly. So I, that's why I'm. Yep, that's why you got you job security. All right, we look forward to uh, connecting with you again in episode five in a couple weeks. Have a great day.